your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 231 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. we got a lot to get into today. We've got news that the AHL season has been pushed back. The original start date was going to be December 4th. It has now been moved back to February 5th. Also, Team Canada has announced its camp roster for the upcoming World Juniors, and we got three New York Rangers included on that list. We're going to talk a little bit about all three of those guys in just a little bit here. We're also going to take a look at some alternatives for the Rangers if Ryan Strom and or Brandon Lemieux are not back with the team next season. I still think they'll both be back. You know, I'd I place it, uh, certainly Lemieux. I definitely think Lemieux will be back. Ryan Strom, I'm going to place him a little bit better than a 50-50 chance that he ends up back on the Rangers next season. But, you know, enough time has gone by here. I realize their arbitration dates are not until November 5th and November 6th, respectively. So the Rangers still have some time to get something done. But I think enough time has gone by in this offseason here where you have to start looking at some alternatives. At least we can as fans. Start looking at some alternatives to what the Rangers could do, how they could fill out their lineup if Ryan Strom and or Baron Lemieux are not back with the team next season. However, we're going to start, like I said, with the news of the AHL start date being pushed back from December 4th to February 5th. This is the league's official release. It reads as follows. American Hockey League President and CEO Scott Housen has announced that the league's Board of Governors has approved moving the anticipated start date of the 2020-2021 season to February 5, 2021 due to the ongoing COVID-19 public health crisis. The AHL continues to work with its member clubs to monitor developments and local guidelines in all 31 league cities. Further details regarding the 2020-2021 American Hockey League season are still to be determined. In operation since 1936, the AHL serves as the top development league for all 31 National Hockey League teams. Nearly 90% of today's NHL players are American Hockey League graduates, and more than 100 honored members of the Hockey Hall of Fame spent time in the AHL in their careers. And it is a little bit disappointing hearing this news just because we were not too far away from hockey if the AHL stuck with its planned start date of December 4th. However, now obviously being moved back two months to February 5th, it's completely understandable. Obviously, COVID-19 is still uh, very much a thing. And so better safe than sorry makes more sense to kind of just try to wait this thing out and get some uh, safety measures put in place. Had the AHL actually started on December 4th, though, I think it definitely would have been interesting to see how the Rangers handled it. And as we've discussed on here before, you know, if you play well in the AHL and you're a member of the New York Rangers franchise, you can force your way onto the Rangers. And so you got to think that at least one or two or three players may have had a chance to strengthen their cause to make the Rangers opening night roster in January, just based on how they would perform with the Wolfpack in December. And obviously, that's not going to happen now. The NHL, at least as it stands right now, going to be starting its season before the AHL starts its season. And the original plan of having the AHL start a month before the NHL always seemed a little bit strange, but it definitely would have been interesting and probably would have resulted in a lot more of us watching some Hartford Wolfpack games. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I would have been zoned in on those Wolfpack games because this is a time of year where we're used to having some hockey. And obviously, uh, circumstances out of any of our control have dictated that 
obviously there's no hockey going on right now. We just finished last season and a couple months away from the start of next season, still figuring out how next season is going to work and all that good stuff. But yeah, it would have been very unique to see the AHL start uh, more than a month before the NHL started, just because I think it would have given us an opportunity to really kind of hone in on what the Wolfpack are doing, who's performing well there, who's increasing their stock with the Rangers, and who's maybe decreasing a little bit. And this season coming up, you know, obviously this previous season and the first season of Locked On New York Rangers, we definitely talked a little bit about the Hartford Wolfpack, but I want to focus in on them a little bit more, just kind of try to keep you guys up to date with what's happening there. Obviously, the focus is going to stay on the New York Rangers, but I do plan on checking in with the Hartford Wolfpack a little bit more this season than we did last season. But, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Had they started in December as planned, I'm not sure what their plan would have been as far as attendance is concerned in the AHL. Uh, maybe they kind of do what the MLB did for the World Series and the NLCS and have a very limited capacity. Certain NFL teams have done that as well. But obviously, whether it's the NFL, Major League Baseball, or the AHL or the NHL, uh, we're not at the point yet where we can just pack these stadiums and these arenas to the brim. Uh, but I will say, going to a Hartford Wolfpack game does actually sound pretty cool right about now. You know, it's a chance to see some of these guys playing professional hockey before they make their NHL debut. That's always a lot of fun for me. I like seeing players in the AHL before they play in the NHL, you know, live and in person. Same thing with baseball. You know, I love seeing guys in AA or AAA before they make it uh, to the show, as they call it. But we'll see how it works when the NHL kicks off its season in January. We'll see if these teams are actually playing in their home arenas and or if a certain amount of fans are going to be permitted into the games. Uh, same thing with the AHL. I'm not sure if the AHL would go with just completely empty arenas or maybe there's a limited capacity kind of deal. Uh, but, you know, depending on the state of the world in February and where everything stands and what the AHL's policy is, uh, maybe I'll work my way to Hartford and catch a Whalers game. For that matter, if the Rangers end up getting home games this season, they're actually playing in the Garden, they're actually allowing a limited amount of fans into the game or whatever it might be, I got to get back to the Garden this season as well because, you know, this past year, my wife and I had planned to catch a late season Ranger game. And then, of course, the pandemic happened. That throws a wrench into those plans and just about everything else. Uh, it was the first time in a lot of years that I didn't get to at least one Ranger game live and in person. But I think that just makes you miss it all the more. And I think a lot of us are really going to have a renewed appreciation for live sports whenever uh, we're all back in a hockey arena or a baseball stadium or a football stadium, whatever it might be. Definitely looking forward to the day when that can happen again. Uh, give me the ridiculously overpriced beer, the ridiculously overpriced hot dogs, the ridiculously overpriced everything, and whatever else for the chance to see uh, a live Ranger game at the Garden or, you know, even uh, a Wolfpack game at the XL Center. But yeah, you know, it's just really unfortunate that we are not going to be getting any AHL games in December, although it's completely understandable by that same token why the league would want to wait and uh, wait for conditions to hopefully improve before starting their season. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or new car dealership? RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know 
we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, as we talked about at the start of the show, we're going to discuss the three Rangers who were selected to the Canada World Juniors team, or at least they have a chance to make the Canada World Juniors team. They are defenseman Braden Schneider and Matthew Robertson, as well as goalie Dylan Garand. All three of them invited to Canada's World Juniors team's camp, and there were 46 total invites. The list includes 26 forwards, 15 defensemen, five goalies. Uh, curiously, Alexi Lafreniere was not on the list. And initially, I wasn't exactly sure what the reason for that would be. But since then, news has broke that uh, Tom Rennie, who used to coach the Rangers, he's now the CEO of Hockey Canada, says he has spoken to the Rangers about Alexi Lafreniere potentially joining Team Canada. They are going to circle back to the discussion in 10 days. So we'll see there. I don't know if you're the Rangers. I mean, maybe there's the idea that you don't want him focused on the World Juniors Tournament. You just want him getting prepared for the NHL opening night this season. But I don't know. I mean, I think there's time for both. I think, like I said in a previous episode, this World Juniors Tournament can serve as a really nice bridge uh, to get somebody like Alexi Lafreniere ready to play NHL hockey. I mean, it's obviously a high-stakes uh, competitive tournament with a gold medal on the line. You're representing your home country. I don't know that there's a much better way to get ready for NHL hockey than by participating in this tournament. But by that same token, I can also understand the Rangers' side of things, given that there's always the possibility for injury. And certainly the last thing you want if you're the Rangers is for Alexi Lafreniere to compete in this tournament and end up getting hurt, and then he's not ready for the start of the season this year. Uh, I personally would love to see Lafreniere play in this tournament, but at the same time, you know, he's pretty much accomplished everything that someone can accomplish in the World Juniors. He has competed in the tournament twice, including last year, where he led Canada to the gold medal. He scored four goals and picked up six assists in those five games. He was also named the tournament MVP, so I suppose there's really not a whole lot left for him to do. He's already got his gold medal. He's already got his MVP, and uh, maybe the Rangers just want to play it safe and not let him play in this tournament. Although nothing is set in stone, like I just said, it sounds like uh, Tom Rennie and the Rangers will reconvene in about 10 days and discuss the possibility of Lafreniere playing in the tournament. I would love to see him play just because, you know, it's one of the first times that I think a lot of us will be getting to see Lafreniere play in this tournament. A lot of us might have seen him in the tournament last year, but that was obviously before we knew that he was eventually going to become a New York Ranger. Seeing him play this year in the tournament when you're only about a month away from the start of the NHL season, it would take on a whole new level of excitement because we're all getting excited to see him play for the New York Rangers, uh, presumably in the starting lineup. Uh, on opening night this season. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in this. Maybe there's some Ranger fans listening to this who think that it's probably better for Lafreniere to not play in this tournament. But to me, once again, I just think it's a great experience. It's a chance for him to basically add another notch on his belt with another championship victory, another gold medal here with Canada. And I think it's just a great tune-up for the NHL regular season. But as far as the players who have been invited to camp for Canada, you've got two defensemen, like I said, Braden Schneider and Matthew Robertson. You've also got the one goalie, Dylan Garand. Uh, we'll start with Schneider. Schneider, of course, the Rangers' first-round pick in this year's NHL draft. The Rangers were slated to pick number 22 overall. They trade up three spots to take him, keep him away from the New Jersey Devils, and they select him at number 19 overall. And Schneider is expected to play for the Brandon Wheat Kings of the WHL this season, but that's not until January 8th, which is the tentative starting date for the WHL. Before that happens, Schneider will have a chance to make Canada's World Juniors team. I love the idea. As we've talked about before, it's a very exciting tournament. The compete level is very high, given that all these guys are representing their country. They've all got a chance to win a gold medal. And selfishly, I want to see as many Ranger prospects as possible playing in this tournament. It's a great way to get to know these guys a little bit better. You know, you can read scouting reports. You can watch clips on YouTube, all that good stuff. That's a lot of fun as well. But there's no substitute for actually watching them play hockey. And I 
read something not too long ago. I forget which publication it was, but it referred to Braden Schneider as the safest pick in the NHL draft this season. In other words, uh, this is someone who, at the very least, should be just a solid contributor at the NHL level. Somebody who can step into a top four role eventually. I mean, I don't think right now, but he'll develop, he'll come along nicely, and he'll hopefully become a fixture on the Ranger blue line for many years to come. And Schneider, of course, still needs to make Team Canada, but let's keep our fingers crossed that that indeed happens. We'll get a chance to see him play. Uh, many of us, for the first time, getting to see Braden Schneider play in a live hockey game. And, you know, it'll just make the tournament that much better. The more Rangers that are in it, the more fun it's going to be for us to watch it. And then for the Rangers, you've also got Matthew Robertson. Robertson, also a defenseman, was selected by the Rangers in the second round of the 2019 NHL draft. He went number 49 overall, just a big guy, six foot four, and also surprisingly mobile for his size. Uh, another Ranger who projects as a two-way defenseman. We got a lot of those. Uh, he played for the Edmonton Oil Kings of the WHL this past season, was named the team's MVP, picked up 13 goals and 34 assists in 60 games. So the Rangers really like him. He is expected to spend one more season with the Oil Kings before turning pro, but it'll be a lot of fun to see him compete in this tournament and uh, just see how he stacks up against some of the other young players in the game. Definitely looking forward to seeing Robertson as well. And last but not least, you've got goalie Dylan Garand. Rangers took him in this year's draft in the fourth round. He went number 103 overall. He was one of two goalies selected by the Rangers this season in the draft. And we'll see if he can crack Canada's roster. I mean, it's, it's really difficult to project. He's up against three other goalies who are eligible to be drafted in 2021, and also Devon Levy, who was selected by the Florida Panthers this year in the seventh round, going number 212 overall. As for Garan, he played in the WHL last season, 42 games, posted a 221 goals against average and a 921 save percentage to go along with a record of 28, 10, and 3. And again, it's very difficult, if not impossible, for me to know how Garan stacks up against the other four uh, goaltenders that are in camp for Canada, but we'll just have to keep our fingers crossed, wait and see. Who knows? Maybe he's the starting goalie when this tournament kicks off for Team Canada. And as for the other World Juniors teams, we'll keep our eye on that as well. Teams will announce, uh, you know, who's being invited to camp to try out for the team, and we'll see if there are any more Rangers. There's pretty much going to be some more Rangers, you would think, at least a few more. So we'll keep our eye on that, and it'll just make this tournament a lot more fun for us if there's more Rangers involved in it. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Go. Built Go will help you break through your wall. It is the healthy replacement for your energy drink, but the energy is not fake. It's lasting and natural. And I can tell you from experience, it's a fantastic product to use before playing baseball, tennis, or even frisbee golf. Built Go comes to us all from the same people who brought us the world's fastest growing protein bar, Built Bar. It will help you break through your wall. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it every day with Go. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages, put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market, plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. It comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. How does Built Go work so well? Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into my system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 30% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 30% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. 
All right, so like I talked about in the intro, we're going to take a look at some of the Ranger options in the event that they do not bring back Ryan Strom and or Brandon Lemieux. I personally still think both players will ultimately re-sign with the Rangers. We will see what happens, but it's nice to always have a plan B in place. And we got this podcast, so might as well just take a look at uh, you know some of the players who are still out there, some guys who might be able to step into the Ranger lamp next season if Ryan Strom and Brandon Lemieux uh, do not get new contracts from the New York Rangers. Now, their arbitration dates, Strom and Lemieux, are set for November 5th and November 6th, respectively. Obviously, there's still some time before then, but if they do not get new contracts from the Rangers, then the Rangers will have approximately $7 million in cap space at their disposal. So keep that in mind as I'm throwing a couple of these names out there. And one name that I want to start with is somebody that was actually drafted by the Rangers, but uh, did not play a whole lot of hockey in New York, and that is Anthony Duclair. He is still just 25 years old. The Rangers drafted him in the third round of the 2013 NHL draft. He has 79 goals and 83 assists in 353 regular season games with the Rangers, Coyotes, Blackhawks, Blue Jackets, and Senators. He did not receive a qualifying offer from the Senators after this past season, but he was actually one of the few bright spots on that team. Uh, Skated in 66 games, scored 23 goals, notched 17 assists. Now, One thing working against him as far as the Rangers' interest might be concerned is simply the position he plays, which is left wing. Uh, The Rangers are deep there, but there's always ways around that. You know, there's even been some talk about how, you know, maybe the Rangers might look to move Chris Kreider from left wing over to right wing. And then in so doing, you have a lineup where you can have Kreider, Panarin, and Lafreniere all as top six fours. Because as it stands right now, they're all left wingers, so somebody presumably Lafreniere, uh, would not be in the top six when the season starts. I get the feeling, you know, it's kind of a side note here, the Rangers will start the season with Lafreniere at left wing on the third line, but then as needs might dictate as the season continues, I could see Chris Kreider maybe moving from the left wing over to the right wing, and then you can really stack those top two lines and have Panarin, Lafreniere, and Kreider all in top six roles. But the way I see it, the Rangers, they must have seen something that they liked when they took Duclair in the third round in 2013. Not all third rounders uh, stick in the NHL for as long as Duclair has. He's obviously still an up-and-coming player, still just 25 years old, and he's one of those players that seems to get better and better with every season going by, coming off of what was arguably the best season of his career. And he's coming off of a one-year deal with the Senators that paid him just $1.65 million. Uh, He's definitely worth that price and then some. Uh, I'm sure whether he signs with the Rangers or somebody else, he'll probably get himself a nice raise after turning in a really solid season. But if I'm the Rangers and I can get Duclair on a two-year bridge deal at, say, $2 million or $2.5 million a pop, uh, I'm definitely looking into it. His market's a bit difficult to figure out right now just because, you know, he's not a superstar by any stretch, but he is still very young and, once again, coming off of the best season of his career. So it's really tough to put your finger on exactly what kind of a deal he'll get. Is there a team out there that'll go to three years, four years for Anthony Duclair. If you're the Rangers, do you throw your name in the hat? Are you willing to give Duclair, uh, you know, two million, two and a half million for a two-year deal? Do you even go a little bit longer than that on the contract length? I would think that, you know, it would probably just be a short-term deal, kind of a little bit of a prove-it deal because, again, you know, he's never really performed like a superstar, but somebody who is a solid player in this league, and I just think somebody who would, frankly, make the Rangers better, especially if they miss out on re-signing Ryan Strom and or... Brandon Lemieux, I certainly don't think he'll get, you know, a four and a half or five million dollar deal like Ryan Strom might. So if you miss out on Ryan Strom, I realize they play different positions, but if you feel like you need to add somebody who can contribute offensively, then maybe Duclair's your guy if you're the Rangers. So that's the first name. Another name I'm going to toss out there is Eric Halla. This has been a thin free agent class in general, I would say, but that's especially true for centers. And I would also say Halla is the best available center remaining. So if Ryan Strom is not going to be back, then 
Eric Halla could be worth a look if you're the Rangers. Still just 29 years old, one of those really solid two-way forwards, uh, someone who can probably help with the penalty kill a little bit. And look, I, I can't stress this enough. I'm not trying to push Ryan Strom and or Brandon Lemieux at the door. I want them both back on this team, especially Ryan Strom. But if Strom is not back with the Rangers next season, uh, the Rangers can very likely get Eric Halla at a significantly lower cost than they would have to pay to Ryan Strom. Halla is coming off of a three-year deal that paid him an average annual salary of just $2.75 million. And looking at his career numbers, nothing really jumps off the page as far as offensive fireworks are concerned. 405 games, 85 goals, 90 assists for a total of 175 points in those 405 games. However, he has built up a reputation for himself as just being a solid two-way center, as we talked about, and he could be, listen, if Ryan Strom isn't back, then Eric Halla would, in all likelihood, step into that role on the second line and center the Panarin line, and if he does that, then it's entirely possible, if not probable, that he would see an uptick in his offensive numbers in the same way that Ryan Strom did. You have another guy who's kind of a career journeyman, you know, puts up respectable numbers, but nothing that'll jump off the page, and you put him out there on a line with Artemi Panarin, hopefully the two of them just click. If they click anywhere near as well as Panarin and Strom did, then you're looking at kind of a similar situation with Eric Halla where his numbers would probably, you know, shoot up pretty high and would probably be among the best of his NHL career. So if Strom isn't back, I'm definitely going to take a good look at Eric Halla if I'm the Rangers. Now, if you listen to Eric Halla's agent and, you know, take this with a grain of salt, but he claims that there are 10 to 12 teams that have been talking to him about potentially signing Eric Halla. If you're the Rangers, I don't think you want to get into some crazy bidding war for Eric Halla and end up paying him, you know, like four and a half million dollars a season. But if you can have him at a similar cost that he's been playing for over these last few years, $2.75 million per year over the last three years, then I think it's definitely worth a look. Definitely worth picking up the phone and calling Eric Halla if you don't think you can bring back Ryan Strom. I'm going to toss out one former Ranger here, and it's going to be Michael Grabner. Now, he's 33 years old, and again, he plays left wing, so it's the same issue with him as you would also have if you bring in Anthony Duclair. It's kind of a stacked position for the Rangers already. Now, first of all, signing Michael Grabner is contingent on whether he actually wants to play this upcoming season. He was bought out by the Coyotes, and apparently he wants to wait and see what's going to happen with the pandemic before he decides whether to play. So that's fine. Uh, more power to him, you know, putting his family first and just kind of deciding that he's going to wait things out a little bit. But if I'm bringing in Grabner, I'm bringing him in to specifically replace Brandon Lemieux as opposed to Ryan Strom. And at first glance, there might not be a ton of similarities between Michael Grabner and Brandon Lemieux. They're different ages. Uh, Grabner relies on his speed. Lemieux has sort of a grinder's mentality out there, but they are both versatile players. They can both play on the power play. They can both play on the penalty kill if need be. And Grabner is coming off of a cheap two-year deal that paid him just $1.258 million per season. He was actually bought out of the last year of that deal by the Coyotes. But something else that's working in Grabner's favor is the simple fact that he enjoyed some of the best years of his career uh, during his two-year stay in New York, and he was a popular, exciting player when he was here. Maybe if you're the Rangers, you can catch lightning in a bottle twice with Michael Grabner, and even if not, I think he's someone who's a solid depth piece, someone who can play on the third or fourth line and just solidify the bottom six a little bit. And if Grabner chooses not to sign with a team at the start of the season because of the pandemic, and then things clear up a little bit and he decides he wants to sign with a team in the middle of the season, hey, the Rangers can be right there waiting for him when he makes that decision. Pick him up right in the middle of the year on what should be a very affordable one-year deal, and again, just solidify your bottom six a little bit. I would really like to see Michael Grabner back with the Rangers. One more name that I'm going to throw at you guys for today is Michael Granlund, 28-year-old right winger. Uh, this one's tricky because 
Granlin got off to a nice start in his NHL career, spent his first seven seasons with the Minnesota Wild. He made a name for himself. He had back-to-back seasons of 69 and 67 points. He was traded to the Nashville Predators two years ago. That's where he's been for the last season and a half, and it just has not worked out in Nashville. 79 games with the Predators, just 18 goals and 17 assists, so his production has obviously dipped over the last year and a half. He's coming off a three-year deal that carried a cap hit of $5.75 million. And again, given the dip in production, I don't think he's going to get any we're near that on his next contract. And look, if Ryan Strom and Brian Lemieux are not back with the Rangers, then that gives the Rangers a little bit more cap space to play around with. Uh, I would not break the bank for Michael Granlund. I wouldn't give him a five-year deal or anything like that. But I could see Granlund this offseason sort of being in a position where he's forced to sign a kind of a one-year prove-it deal. And again, if Stroman Lemieux are out of the picture, then maybe take a flyer on Granlund. I think it might be worth it. Somebody who looked like he was developing into becoming a star in this league, and then it's really just tailed off the last year and a half. But he just strikes me as someone who could use a little bit of a change of scenery and someone who potentially could be had at something of a discount uh, given his struggles over the last year and a half with the Predators. So definitely a name uh, worth at least considering if you're the Rangers. And again, if you have to replace uh, Ryan Stroman, Brian Lemieux, I think it at least is worth giving him a call and, and seeing if you could get something done. But that will do it for today, guys. Once again, thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail com. Once again, that is locked on nyrangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.